Hi, I'm Angie Boydston, Preschool Children's Consultant, and you are listening to a Mississippi Baptist Convention Board production. Hey, thanks for listening to the Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. I'm John Martin, Strategy Officer, here today with Tanner Cade, the Communications Director. Yeah, thanks, John. Glad to be here today. And I know we're steadily moving through the weeks in 2024, and today we want, we want to take a moment to chat with our new Worship Ministries Director, Chris Smith. Uh, he has been on the podcast a couple times as the chair of the Convention's Order Business Committee. Uh, you may remember that. And now we can hear about all the thoughts and his new role here at 515 Mississippi Street. But before we talk to Chris, let's cover some events coming up around the corner. Yeah, so February 23rd and 24th, the uh, BSU Spring Conference, which is at the uh, BSU at the Mississippi State University campus. Mm -hmm. So uh, contact Sam Ivey for more information about that event. And Hubert Yates and Disaster Relief got rolling with his first training this spring that was this past weekend. But coming up uh, February 24th, uh, Disaster Relief training. Well, here's where it, what's funny. It says near Union. It was what supposed to be in mean? Union. In Union, Mississippi? First Baptist Union, but he's looking for a new location in that area. So apparently right. it's not going to work out. Yeah. There you go. I didn't <laughs> update that note, but that's, stay tuned uh, to our website for an update on February 24th location. Yep. All right. So March 5th, Knoxville Vision Journey with Missions Mobilization. Chad McCord's where you go for more info on that one. And then we've talked about it last time, but March 8th is the Kid Men Tool Bin at Gareway. Angie Boydston and Kids Ministries really looking forward to that big date at Gareway. Yeah. And March 9th, another disaster relief training near FBC Yazoo City. This is at <laughs> FBC Yazoo. Uh, so more events obviously are uh, in the show notes. You can check that out at nbcb.org slash events. That's right. That's right. And as we said in the intro, we have our friend Chris Smith at the table today. Uh, You are just full of energy these days because moving (laughs) is so easy. There's never any issues. These things just are fluid, right? Like everything is good with you yeah, right now. Full of energy. That's 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 funny. On a on a Monday morning. <laughs> right. On a Monday morning. Who scheduled this, right? <laughs> so uh, we've talked to you in these different contexts before, but we've, we're changing gears now, right? So you're in this new role. Uh, if you can, just briefly talk about your ministry background. Well. We'll start with your family. Tell us about your family and your ministry background. Sure. Uh, married to Hope. We've been married for 17 years. Uh, Hope and I met serving on church staff together uh, in Louisiana, actually, of all places. That's yeah. where I'm from originally, and Hope's from the Mississippi Delta. Uh, but anyway, mm. we uh, Hope was has a background in preschool and children's ministry, and of course, I was the worship pastor, and so it was a match made in the choir room uh, during, children, during uh, children's choir. So anyway, we've got three kids. We've got a, a son, uh, 13, uh, a son, nine, and then a daughter, four. Yeah, so that's, fun that's stuff at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a wide range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so y'all awesome. getting settled in the school systems now, I guess. Yeah, last week, boys were in school for the first week. Yeah. And so they had a good first week. Uh, we went back to, to Carterville, where I've served for the past 16 years yeah. as worship pastor. We went back this past weekend so that my, my 13-year-old could participate in D-Now. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. so I drove him down on Friday, and then we mm-hmm. all went back and worshiped with the church on Sunday yeah. and got to have lunch with some friends, and so it was good to be back. Yeah, That's my good. daughter has done that. Uh, she, she went to D-Now at First Baptist Union this year as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is, I guess, her th- third year removed <laughs> or something like that. She still goes to D-Now. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's good to keep those connections. That's awesome. Those relationships yeah. are important. Yeah, so, there's yeah. some good friends there. So, so you mentioned Louisiana. Dig into your ministry background a little bit and some of your history there. Sure. So I graduated from Louisiana College um, after surrendering to worship ministry and got, yeah. my, got my undergrad in music from, from LC and then went on to Southwestern Seminary and then came back to Louisiana, served at First Baptist Church in Natchitoches, uh, famous for uh, the movie Steel Magnolias and their Christmas mm, Festival. Okay. And so uh, that's where I met Hope. And uh, of course, Hope is a, new, I'm a Southwestern grad, Hope's a New Orleans grad. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we, that's where we kind of met. And then nine months after we got married, we moved to, um, back to Mississippi. And uh, so Mississippi has become home for me, for sure. Yeah. While I was in Louisiana, though, uh, while I was serving on church staff, I was also a youth music consultant for their Louisiana Baptist Convention. Okay. And I got to produce their All-State Youth Choir Tour and, yeah, yeah. and, and worked with them, came up through that program. I'm an alumni. Yeah. And so it's good to... Good to be making yeah. making the one of the things I was really sad about when we left Louisiana 16 years ago was that I was had to give up that position yeah because uh, mm-hmm. they they wouldn't let me you know <laughs> live in Mississippi and continue to do yeah, that anyway yeah. uh, so now to to be able to be involved with the Mississippi Baptist All State Youth Choir and Orchestra again that's that's kind of a that's exciting for me so when, what year were you at Carterville what year did you go. Um, 2007 August 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. Right? That's, oh, that's, that's good. good. So you've been here. Um, you came January second. January second. The yeah, doors second. open January second. <laughs> I was here when they opened. I you, you came January the second, and so you've got man, you got a month and ten days mm-hmm. under your belt. The question says, "What have you learned? <laughs> How are things going? How are right? things going?" Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say this: it's it's been great to get to know everybody. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed the the, the yep. camaraderie and the friendships that I've been able to to, to make and develop mm-hmm. and to get to know people better. You yeah. know, being being on the church side. Uh, you know, there were lots of folks in the building that I knew and knew mm-hmm. from a distance, but but now to to get to be in the room and to work yeah. together, uh, I, I've really enjoyed that. So how how would you how would you define your role? I know Slater was in your role for what was it, 12, 13 years? Twelve years, I think. Twelve years. Yeah. And so a lot of people may assume just okay, what a director's role for a certain area of ministry might be, but can you can you Define that for us, or what have you found? Yeah. <laughs> what have you discovered your what job you, is, Chris? Yeah. It's, it's a moving target. Help us understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this. One of the things that I was surprised about moving in, and, and Slater had kind of shared with me some of the things, I, I was surprised with the amount of interaction that I have with with lead pastors and with senior pastors. I, I yeah. knew that I would be ministering to worship pastors and to worship leaders, yeah. but I guess I didn't realize quite the relationship that I that that the position that I'm in now has with 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 lead pastors, mm-hmm. especially with regards to uh, to being an advisor for you know, search team trainings and helping yeah. them mm-hmm. to find worship leaders and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that that was a it wasn't a surprise, but I've been kind of surprised at the amount that there is of that. Yeah, Slater. Obviously, Slater was such a relational guy, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, and, and what we all do, it requires kind of that aspect of it, and it does it, it carries the gamut, mm-hmm. right, from um, one position to the next. And so, ha- have you spent a lot of time on the road? I know, just trying to get trying to get yeah. your budget done, which is right on the table yeah, right now, right? That's, <laughs> but that's, that's funny. But it's hey, on the to do list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since you know everything, plan next yeah, year's yeah, budget that's right, right now. Right. Right. That's so, what we but, do. Yeah. But do you have you been on the road to be able to make some of those connections and yeah. that sort of thing so far? Yeah. So January, I spent I spent several miles on the road yeah. uh, 
from both all top to the state to the to the coast. Yep. And so uh, now not necessarily meeting with pastors, but meeting with worship pastors. Yeah, and because yeah. there's a lot of those guys that I, I know from different areas, from singing with the singing churchmen all mm-hmm. these years, or from mm-hmm. worship conferences or different things that I've been a part of. To you know, but then there's some there's a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys yep. that are in the state. That so I'm trying to make it a point to to get to know those new guys and to you know. Mm-hmm. To kind of renew the the friendships with with those yeah, other yeah. guys that are that have been here a while. Yeah, and you know there is this relational element which um, is is evident. But you guys also do a ton of event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things, and uh, so I I don't want to put you on the spot because this is not one of those questions, <laughs> and I don't want you to leave. <laughs> those an are event. coming later. <laughs> I don't want you to leave an event out, right? But uh, but can you just run through some of those things that you guys try sure. to try to do to help to help encourage? the development of worship leaders from kids all the way up. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I know in January, January is a big month for our department for keyboard festivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendy South is our consultant over mm-hmm. that area, and she does a great job. I, I, um, I'm not going to say how many festivals we have and how many participants we had because <laughs> I would probably get it wrong and yeah. be like, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's a couple hundred more than that. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, we have keyboard festivals all over the state. Yeah. Uh, so lots of lots of young students that are you know learning how to, how to use their gifts at the keyboard to uh, to, to begin to be discipled in, in leading worship yeah. and, and doing so from the keyboard. Uh, so that's a huge event that takes place in January. Uh, of course, the, our summer events, uh, the, also in the spring, we've got our um, Young Musicians Honor Choir that will take place. That's an auditioned group of, of children mm-hmm. uh, that will come together uh, at First Baptist Florence this year for their um, their that event. And mm-hmm. Wendy also leads, uh, leads that. And then we have our summer events. We've got um, the Mississippi Baptist Hall State Youth Choir and Orchestra that I've already yeah. mentioned. Elizabeth Knight is our event coordinator for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Heart Song, which is our, our youth music, youth worship arts camp that yeah. Jason Walker is our event coordinator for. Uh, then we've got uh, SMAC, which is Summer Music and Arts Camp for Kids that mm-hmm. my wife Hope is the event coordinator mm-hmm. for. She's been doing that for the last seven years. We've been involved with the camp for years before that, but she's been director for seven years. Um, I, forget, I think I'm missing one. Uh, well, we've also got MBSO, Mississippi mm-hmm. Symphony Orchestra. Yep. Um, Byron Green is our event coordinator for that. Byron and, Green's name is a dirty word around me. These yeah, days. yeah. Byron, you got to explain that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, John. So Byron was our worship leader at Crossroads, <laughs> and he just left and went to First Baptist Florence. That's so, right. That's yep. right. Yep. So sorry about that. So you should fire him. No, no. oh man. <laughs> no, no, Byron, Byron is great. He's so gifted, and especially in that area, yeah. he's really, really gifted. Yeah, so he does MBSO, and he also does the orchestra end of Allstate. Yeah. Uh, so super grateful for him because my my gifts are in choral music, and mm-hmm. his gifts are in instrumental music. So yeah. Uh, yeah. definitely need need him in that role for sure. Uh, and then also we've got Ed, we just brought on Ed Brazier as our mm-hmm. event coordinator for handbells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so hand, there are still handbell groups in our state. Yeah. And so Ed is going to be a resource to to those churches. And yeah. um, we we have we have postponed this year's. Um, uh, handbell, State Handbell Festival to next year because Ed okay. just came okay. on board. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed has been in Mississippi for years but has moved back. He's been yeah. in Alabama for the last several years, and he's retired and moved back. And so excited to have Ed in, in that role. And then uh, one other event 
that was oh our senior adult choir festival. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so uh, so that that's coming up soon at Meadow Grove Baptist in Brandon. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll host that. We'll have senior adults from from all over the state that yeah. will come together for for a day of worship and singing. So looking forward to that. So that's I think good. I covered all of those events. <laughs> <laughs> we do you lots can, of events. Well, it's no ministry. problem. Just if you forgot one, just come back. Tanner will edit it in there. And <laughs> right. Go to yeah, Connect no Worship Ministries page on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I could have done that. I could have been listening. That's right. Uh, yeah. I know, right? So what? What are? I know. I know you and Hope have been involved with Smack for a few years now, or mm-hmm. I, for a while now. And so, what? What are some things kind of to get into the the ministry side of what's what you're seeing happening? Why is Why is it so important to pour into children in the area of worship ministry? Well, uh, you see that. All the time. So, can you just elaborate on your heart for that? Yeah, one of our things, you know, we're 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 big into the age graded ministries mm-hmm. for for children, and so you you start them out in in smack and and young musicians honor choir, and then you move them up into heart song, and then into all state. It's it's important because it's a disciple making opportunity, yeah. and, and and to to teach them because our the kids of today are the are our, are our church leaders of tomorrow, mm-hmm. and so we especially you know we need to be be developing that in in. Uh, in worship ministry and in discipleship ministry and children's mm-hmm. ministry and student ministry and and even you know we, we have some pastors that are in our state now that are a product of Mississippi Baptist mm-hmm. yeah. um, worship ministry discipleship events. Yeah. yeah, you know, yesterday I was at Longview Point uh, preaching for Brother Wade Stevens and uh, it's a tough gig. Yeah, they had uh, <laughs> they had family worship day, mm-hmm. which. When I walk in, they're like, hey, today's family worship day. It's going to be a little bit different, so just be prepared. And, and it, honestly, I had no concept of what that even meant. I was like, family worship day. Does that mean that there are yeah. going to be babies in the sanctuary, you know, that sort of thing? <laughs> but in essence, all they did was was that the students were in the choir loft with the adults, and the kids were on risers down front, and the kids and the students just sang with the choir you know, like you typically would expect them to sing in the worship leadership in the choir. And, you know, no, there was no there was no preschool or children's choir special. There was mm-hmm. no youth choir special. It was just that they were just up there helping lead yeah. in worship, and that's their family worship day. And I thought, man, what a tremendous uh, opportunity. If you're, gonna, if you're trying to create worship leaders, mm-hmm. right, uh, whether that just be someone in the choir or playing an instrument or actually down front leading worship— uh, what a great way to to begin to disciple them right. into worship leadership. And so what you're saying is we're trying to equip them, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, and one of the things like you like you're referencing is is the difference between uh, worship leaders that are performing and worship leaders that are leading others in worship. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it it's it's a it's a mind shift from being a performance based mm-hmm. group to being a leading group. Yeah. And yeah. so I think I think that's important for our adults, you know, in our adult choirs and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But it's also, I mean, what what better way to model that for our children than to start having them on the platform? And it's not yeah. it, it's not about them singing a special. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's about them getting up and and, and leading worship just yeah. like just like the adults do every. Sunday. Absolutely, yeah. I just thought that was a tremendous. That's mm-hmm. a simple thing too, right? They do mm-hmm. it, I think, once a quarter. They try to do it, and uh, it just was a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and bless their hearts, you know, because they have three worship services. The first one of which is at eight a.m. <laughs> <And> they were <laughs> so there. Those children were at an eight service, the nine thirty, wow. and the eleven o'clock service. That's so I'm awesome. like the heroes of the day, the cheering that come well, up. Yeah, that Stephen Hodge does a good job up there. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I always love hearing what comes out of Longview Point as well as other churches. 
But transitioning to some of the more adult side of things in worship ministry, I know worship ministry has changed a lot over the years. My my dad, uh, I grew up in a household. My dad was a worship leader my whole life growing up, mm-hmm. and so he just retired a couple years ago. And I've seen some of that changes just from the, that seat that I've had in my perspective of life. But over the decades, I mean, me, leading worship in a church is drastically different than maybe mm-hmm. three decades, two, three decades ago. And so what 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 are you seeing these days that worship leader guys are really maybe what are some struggles they're seeing? What what are some areas that um maybe you're looking forward to coming alongside some of these worship leaders in Mississippi to just encouraging them? Uh, I was hoping just to hear your heart on on what are what are guys facing these days as they lead worship. And I know it's hard to put in perspective because you have different styles of worship across the state. You have mm-hmm. different sized churches, different worship participations across the state. And so, um, like, technology is a big change, right? <laughs> Download sure. the latest, greatest app, and then everything <laughs> costs a little bit here and there along the way, which right. is frustrating. Yeah. I think, I think the, the after you know, ten, a month and 10 days on the job... Yeah, spill that know. address uh, on your heart for everybody. <laughs> right. I, I think, I think the, the, the difficulty is when churches are trying to transition from one from necessarily one specific style of worship to yeah. to being more inclusive of other styles of worship that's you know there's always some pushback you know if we've never done it that way before and so you know I, I wouldn't say that we're necessarily having worship wars anymore mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's kind of in their camp mm-hmm. if you will and that's okay mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're a church that you just you're 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 content and you're happy to just to sing the hymns out of the hymn book you know God bless yeah. you yeah. and if you're a church that you're you're only you're not going to have a choir and you're just going to lead with a band you know God bless you but then there's a whole lot of folks in the middle too yeah. that mm-hmm. are trying to you know sway one not sway but they're one, one way or the other. They're either they're either blended with a little more traditional or a little more contemporary. Mm-hmm. And of course, those words are traditional and contemporary, or those are those are fighting words. Yeah. You know, some. Yeah. So you try mm-hmm. to use you use words like convergent. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, you know, you got to be careful with that because they're tr- almost trigger words for some yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they think well, if, if we're going to be blended, then we're throwing the hymnal out. You know, mm-hmm. we're never going to sing hymns again. And um, and so, just helping worship pastors to to and and pastors and and deacons and that sort of thing, just to mm-hmm. kind of see the the benefit of um, of a well rounded, yeah. multi generational mm-hmm. you know approach yeah. to, to worship ministry. You know, when I was in seminary, um, <clears throat> we we all have to take worship leadership, no matter if you're a worship leader or not. You have to. I'm take sure you, I'm sure you love that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tape on this. Let's yeah, see some yeah, tape. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends in ministry is the pastor at um, First Baptist Church Waco, Matt Snowden at First Baptist Waco, Texas, and um, and in my in my seminary class, his worship pastor, who I cannot recall his name, we read we read Andy his book, and we read his book, and it was finding the voice of your congregation was mm-hmm. the name something like that was the name of the book, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember great details of it, so don't go back and read it and say. You know, I, 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 this is all I remember about it. All I remember about it is just what you said. Every church has a voice, mm-hmm. and you need to find the voice of your congregation and and Late rest inside suits. that voice. Yeah, right? play to the strong yeah. suits. Yeah, and if it Maybe is, you are. if it is completely traditional, that, if that's the voice of your congregation, then let that be your voice. If it's otherwise, then you know you move in those directions. So I think that's. Great wisdom. Yeah, Andy Muskrat is his his worship pastor. Oh, okay, all right. And Andy's a friend, mm-hmm. and I haven't read his book, so maybe I need to get his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Andy, send me a copy of your book. <laughs> He's probably not listening. <laughs> 
I'll send it to you. I'll send, it, I'll send him a uh, link. Yeah, and one thing I found interesting, and you mentioned this before, that you're relating more with lead pastors or the senior pastor of a church more than maybe you thought you would. Uh, one thing that I found interesting in my role of how much I have as well, which has been very enjoyable to meet pastors across the state. Um, how, how, you know, this is some a question I get asked sometimes that for the churches that do have some media or maybe they're part-time or full-time persons on staff, some pastors struggle in relating to those media persons and how to encourage them and keep them happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I'm curious. What would you What would you say? We have a lot of pastors that listen to us uh, on this podcast, and so, um, how how would you say? Of course, like planning is always great for the worship person, right? If the pastor could plan ahead, just at least a few weeks ahead of time, that helps pastors. And you may not have an answer for this. I'm just putting you on the spot. But how how would you encourage lead pastors to work with their worship minister um, as they navigate the seasons, as they navigate Sunday to Sunday? I know Easter's always Sunday's always coming. Easter's always coming. Christmas Christmas is always those things always happen. So um, I'm just spilling all kinds of things yeah. on you today, Chris. It's would okay. you have anything to say about that? Well, I, I think that keeping the lines of communication open is just key. Yeah. You know, just just a continual dialogue about you know of what are the expectations of the pastor and what yeah. are the what are the expectations of the of, of the worship pastor because sometimes those unspoken expectations are where we have points of contention. And so yeah. I think it's important for us to keep in mind that that you know collaboration and working together and making sure that you know you may not always agree. That was one of the things I learned that I had to learn early on as a as a worship pastor was that I'm you know God hasn't called me to be the lead pastor and to be the shepherd and to be the to be mm-hmm. the, the 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 leader. I mean, other than Christ, you know, to be the leader of the church. And so I have to sit in the second seat, you yeah. know, and I have to be able to w- be willing to express my opinion, but. I have to follow the. I have to follow my pastor, mm-hmm. you know, when it's all said and done, and I have to be willing to get on board with him. And if I can't get on board with him, then I probably need to find another place to go. <laughs> and so I think that is is important. And I think it's important for our pastors to to listen to other perspectives and other points of view, you know. And yeah. and there needs to be a mutual respect there because I think that sometimes it's it's when when we get dug into what we think. I think that's where we where we struggle. And so just being willing to, you know, for that worship pastor to be willing to follow the, his lead pastor mm. and for that lead pastor to be open to, you know, doing things, something, doing something different or to, you know, listen to other points of view. I think that will, you know, it helps to kind of smooth things out and to have that open communication all the time and to have a, a, a freedom to be able to express when, man, I don't agree with that, but you're, mm-hmm. you're the boss, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Um, and, and really mean that, you know, don't, right. don't, don't, don't be backbiting, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't say, okay, John, I'm gonna do whatever you say, boss. Yeah. And then, and then go back to my group and, 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 yeah. and, and bad, bad mouth mm-hmm. it and, and not be fully on board because you, you need to be fully on board with whatever the, you know, you, you might be able to come into that conference room and, or, you know, and have staff meeting and you'd be able to, to, to flesh something out and fuss and, you know, yeah. argue or whatever. But then when you walk out, you need to be unified because yeah. otherwise the church, they're, they're going to pick up on that mm-hmm. and, and it's going to be divisive in the church and we don't need that. Yeah, don't you think that's, that's so why good. it's so important for a pastor, I mean, pastor and all of his staff to have a good, healthy relationship, but especially the two that are going to be leading worship together on any given Sunday morning. Those two guys really have to have a special relationship. Well, and as you say that, it brings to mind the thought that the lead pastor is the lead worshiper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it, it doesn't matter who's standing on the platform, That's waving right. their arms or not waving their mm-hmm. arms or singing with the microphone in their hand or what have you. The, the, the pastor from the front row 
or from the third row or yeah. from wherever he is, he's the lead worship. Everyone's looking at him. And if he's engaged in worship, that speaks volumes to the yeah. church. It also speaks volumes for the church when the pastor walks in at the song before his, <laughs> before he gets up to preach. Yeah. And then yeah. as soon as he preaches, he's out of the room. Yeah. That yeah. speaks volumes to it the to, to the church. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, the unified effort is seen on stage for sure. Like an an example just popped in my brain was like you know, even Sunday evening of the evangelism conference, we go back to that. William Carey was leading, mm-hmm. Shane Pruitt shared a message, but the unified effort was seen in, in the what needed to happen that night, very evangelistic. Uh, the gospel was clearly presented from worship to music, uh, to preaching. You know, they didn't necessarily, they don't come from the same place, but the, the mindset, the thought was the same that evening during the service, and you saw the Spirit really move. Mm-hmm. So it's... it's Things can get in the way if yeah. there's a there's a conflict there between uh, the two leaders well, on stage, and, and so, so that's nice to see. And so often it's ego that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I mean, your pastor needs yeah. to be the biggest cheerleader for the worship ministry, and the worship pastor needs to be the biggest cheerleader for his pastor. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well said. That's good. Yeah. Well, we're excited you're here, Chris. Glad to be here. Thanks for answering these hot questions. <laughs> I'm not going to pull hey. up another one on you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> did you me, find the book? I did. It's it's actually the previous previous so worship David pastor. Bolin. Oh, okay. So um, I didn't think okay. I didn't want people going looking for that guy's yeah. book. I knew and Andy's written some piano books. He's done yeah, some yeah, piano yeah. arranging and that so, sort of thing. So it's David Boland. Okay. Is the, he was the previous worship guy there. And, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in seminary. So <laughs> it's been a few been a few years. So I think we need to get him uh, involved in worship. The, the voice conference. of our congregation. So anyway. I've looked that up. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to find this stuff, you know? Uh, you know. You lead in worship somewhere? Yeah, right. You play guitar? Yeah, no. Piano? No. 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 No, not at all. But he's uh, going to stand on the front row, and he's going to leave. I do sit on the front row, and That's I good. do sing and worship. That's good. So. You know, sometimes if I can record the lapel mic on a pastor while I he's know. singing, and, I love and that. And the rest of the story is, you've heard he was a part of that. Do you know that? No, you know that I story? I haven't heard the story. Well, Tony Morita was a pastor <laughs> at Temple Baptist Church, yes. and... Uh, and the, it's probably on YouTube the somewhere. Sound crew recorded him singing. That's wrong. And then and then made like a greatest hits of Tony Marita video when he of was his leaving. Voice. T- Tanner, that will that will break a relationship. Between a, Talk between about relationships. I, I would re- I would recommend you go look up Tony Marita's greatest hits or whatever on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's somewhere pretty, out there. Pretty hilarious and uh, shame on you, Tanner. It's, he enjoyed it. Let's yeah, say I'm that. Sure well, he he, I'm sure he was a good sport about it. I'm sure he was. Well, well, I appreciate you, Chris. Good to be at the table with you today, and thanks, thanks for, for spending your Monday morning. I know you had a busy weekend on the podcast table. No, no, no other place I'd rather be. All right, appreciate you.